welcome back, Double Teamed Fam. How are we doing today? I know, I know, you're probably thinking it's July, these bitches should be resting. Why is there a new episode out? Well, we are resting. We're recording this in June. But we wanted to give y'all a few little mini episodes while we take our typical July break. Just because I know how much y'all miss us. Um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just to, you know, yeah, just hold you over. Still give you a a reason to listen, tune in to the pod. So yeah, welcome to our little mini series for July. We'll be back. Our first episode for season, what season is that going to be? Five. Season five is going to be August 3rd, my ex's birthday. I just put that together. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to him. How old is he turning this year? I think 34. Happy oh, birthday nice. to him. I hope he's having a great day. So anyways, yeah, we'll be doing these mini episodes for July. Season five will start August 3rd. Now, let's get started. Well, we always talk about STD testing, and it's something that we both do pretty regularly because we are sexually active human beings that yeah. are responsible with our sexual health. Or try to be as responsible as we can be, let's put it that way. Yes. So, no, you know, I keep, the last time I think I ever had something was high school. I had chlamydia. I think I've told this before in the pod as well, but if you're new here in high school, I had chlamydia and I technically had it like twice because like I took the first round of antibiotics and like, I guess it didn't work right. And then I thought it was gone, but then it like, I think it came back because I like still had the symptoms. So then I went back again and they gave me a different antibiotic. I think the first time they gave me a doxycycline and the second time it was metronidazole and Mm. the second time it worked great. And then it was cured. But to anyone that I may have infected in that time, I'm very sorry. I was irresponsible. I had chlamydia in college. I actually don't remember what, if I've had anything since then. I won't. I've just had a lot of like BV, which is not a STD. Uh, we should clarify that because actually whenever we posted something about BV, BV is bacterial vaginosis for anyone that doesn't know. It occurs in women. Men can spread it to women. Basically, what happens is the va- bacterial biome in the vagina is disrupted. So then you have an overgrowth of bad bacteria. You get that fishy smell. It might like... Uh, fish market's open for business. It's not going to smell great. Let me put it that way. You might have some like irritation from it, but most of the time it just... It has kind of a smell to it and I'm trying to think of any other like symptoms. Wait, do we even, okay, so this little mini episode is going to be about STDs. Um, I think they gathered that. We already said that. No, I know, but I feel like we get a lot of questions around it. So, and we haven't, let me finish about BV, Camilla. Yeah, I was going to say, we haven't really done an episode on this. I just put this together. We haven't done an episode on this since season one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Keep going. Anyways. So bacterial vaginosis. Uh, one time we posted a video about how you can cure that with boric acid, which is what I use. I find that a lot of times right before my period, I, I tend to get BV like for some reason, like as my... That could also just be a pH imbalance. It could not It could not be f- like full-blown BV. You might be right. It might just be a pH balance because a woman's pH does fluctuate throughout her cycle. Mm-hmm. So the, the pH, which is like the acidity... Uh, in the in the vagina like it can fluctuate and I find that like right before my period mine always kind of tends to something kind of throws it off a little bit and then I'll just pop a boric acid and it helps but if you have bacterial vaginosis you can either get an antibiotic from your doctor or 
you can take boric acid, which is a suppository that you put inside your vagina. You do not take it orally. Now, there are some instances where like your BV may require an antibiotic. Yeah, that's true. And keep in mind here as a giant disclaimer for this entire episode, we are not doctors. However, we are two sexually active people that have done a lot of research about STDs because A, we have a sex podcast. B, we go to a lot of sex parties and C, we want to be safe. But And then as far as like (laughs) men can give or like say, for example, like you and your partner are having unprotected sex. sex. Okay, the woman's got BV. The man inserts his penis inside multiple times. The, that bacteria on him, while it may not affect him, when he reinserts himself back into this woman, it can throw it off again. So, But I mean, I think the, the, the thing key there is good like, hygiene. Yeah, wash your fucking dick. Good well. hygiene. I but I can also forget that. Like, it can also, the, like, in their juices, in their cum, in their pre-cum and all of that, if they, like... Like I've noticed, and I've talked about it before on the pod as well. Is like I've ha- I've noticed that there are men that like will throw off their juices, will throw off my pH balance, or maybe they're just, you know, even though they shower, maybe they're not washing their dick well. And it's something to keep in mind because I was married to a man that was uncircumcised for, you know, almost a decade. That needs extra care. Yeah. So men, wash your dick. When but yeah, you, if you have BV, try to not have sex with your partner until because they like could give cleared. it back to you. Yeah, until it's cleared out. Or they could give it to someone else if y'all are non-monogamous. But BV is not considered a uh, sexually transmitted disease because it can happen from other things. You know, like your pH can get thrown off by other things. For example, any products you use or, you know, sometimes... Your stress, traveling, your cycle, anything. There's so many things. Not washing your underwear correctly. Yeah, the biome is sensitive. Sweating too much. This is why I don't wear underwear. Yeah. But anyways, and then on the subject of STD testing. Yeah. So I feel like whenever we we talk about, you know, oh, like we're getting tested, we always get the questions of like, oh, how do you do it? Where do you go? Like blah, 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 blah. I've tried a lot of different methods. Let's put it that way. And I feel like there's so many different options and people just don't take the time to like research them. And they're like too scared to try them. Like, A, don't be afraid to like go to the fucking clinic. Yeah. Like you <laughs> you're can all there go for the same reason. You're all being responsible. Yeah. You're this. all there for the same reason. You can go to the clinic to get tested. And who cares if you see some hot person? Who cares if you see, you know, your friend's dad? We're all there just trying to be safe people oh my god last time i went to there's a free std clinic in los angeles and i went to to the one near me to get tested recently before a play party and all the people in that waiting room hot i was like damn i was like i didn't know i could you know spit game at the clinic yeah okay. spit game at the clinic. i'm mean, not that i did but i have to say i was just noting that everyone in there was attractive so hot people get tested so yes. don't be afraid to go get tested exactly and it's okay like i just i hate how like so many people are afraid to go but like you shouldn't be who cares who's there put on big sunglasses a mask and a big hat and make it a moment everyone's gonna be wondering who the fuck is that person they're gonna think you're a celebrity exactly so anyways, so let's go through some of the method, some of the methods in which you can get tested because this seems to be one of the big questions. There's, well, you can do at-home testing. You can order a test online and go to a lab. You can find a free clinic or you can go to your doctor. So let's break those down because there's a lot to go 
there's different factors that go into like the pros and cons of each of these so the at home one a really common one is everly well i think it's about 150 bucks it's a seven panel which if i remember correctly is chlamydia gonorrhea syphilis hiv herpes and herpes 2 hepatitis c or hepatitis a mm. oh pull it up here we can check real quick um i know a lot i know a guy that used to use everly well like on the dot he would just have it literally shipped to him monthly and i think you can either get it on the site of everly well or amazon if i remember correctly has it there's another one called let's get checked which is also 150 bucks but that's a five panel so it doesn't test as often. okay let's get checked will cover chlamydia gonorrhea hiv syphilis and trichomonosis okay know. so that actually doesn't cover like hiv which i think is an important one no it does hiv right there Oh, okay. I misread. And then Everly Well will do chlamydia, gonorrhea, hepatitis C. I was correct. HIV, syphilis, trick, and then herpes 2, type 2, which is technically genital herpes. There's also one called NURKS. N-U-R-X. Yeah. And that one does HIV, chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis. Now, obviously, like the things about the at-home tests, like... You're just you gotta do your own blood draw. I can't do it. I mean, how do you even do that? Is it like a finger prick? And yeah, they just... send you like that little tool, and it has it. It's it has like a little pad on it, and then it has a little needle sticking out, and then so you prick your finger, and then you put the blood on a piece of paper, or it's like this card. That's terrifying. I okay. can't do that, so I've never done the. I've never done the at home test, but I like I said, I used to hook up with a guy that did Everly Well every month, and he liked it. Yeah, so if you're into self-collection of blood, urine, and possibly a vaginal swab, then an at-home test is for you. Now, the great thing about these are if you do prefer privacy and you don't want to go anywhere, you know, you can do these at home, mail it in, you get your results within like two to five days. If um, you get a positive result, then you um, have the option to like, what is it? Do a little consultation with one of their physicians, which if an at-home test is selling or if they're, if a company is selling an at-home test, they legally have to have nurses and physicians on deck to be able to talk to you if you do get positive results. That's the only way that they can sell those. So that option is always available to you. Now, the downside about these I would say is that they are kind of costly, like 150 bucks mm -hmm. to check for four things that you can get tested for free at like say Planned Parenthood or one of the you know if you have a free clinic in your neighborhood like I don't know I and I understand like if you'd rather do that and pay the 150 than go through the hassle absolutely um but yeah if, I mean I think it's just I mean for some people like 150 bucks isn't isn't gonna break the bank yeah, yeah but for some people it does but some people it does so it might not be an option now, there's also scdcheck.com which I used to do this one a lot so you go and order the test online. I think it's about $150. No, no, $140. Uh, sometimes they have like a coupon code for like 10% off. You order online. They send you, you, like they put the paperwork in a portal and you have the ability to just fax it to like whatever lab is near you. You go to the lab. You check in. They You've already paid for it, so you shouldn't have to pay anything Yeah, you've else. already paid for it and they have your paperwork. You just pee in a cup they collect your blood sample this is a 10 panel so it tests for chlamydia gonorrhea syphilis hiv one and two herpes one and two and then um hepatitis a b and c so it's expansive 
And then that one's really nice. It sends you your results like usually within a few days or very quickly or they're very quick. And then um, like you have it all there in like a nice little form. So like, you know, if you need to send it to anyone, there you go. Also, the great thing about these lab tests, I mean, it is pretty easy to order online. Finding a lab in your area should be, you know, especially like if you live in a city. There were a ton. There's a ton. Um, yes, some of them, you might have to wait a little bit longer, you know, and you might have to scout your area a few times to find the one that like has the least wait time. But then also like, if you don't want to do the full 10 panel, they do have the option of doing just the five panel. There's no, you can do just chlamydia and gonorrhea, but it's a hundred bucks. And I think that's expensive. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. I haven't, I haven't done the, the lab one in a while since I have. Yeah. And And then then there's also... Like, I always encourage people to, like, check to see if there are free clinics in your area. There are Planned Parenthoods. Planned Parenthoods, though, is, you know, like, based on income. So, you know, back when I had a great income, it was $300 for me to get tested, which was a lot. So, and that one, you know, like, yeah, like I said, it depends on your income. So, like, if you are maybe kind of a little tight on a budget, then that might be a good option because sometimes it can be free. I think, Cami, when you were unemployed, it was free for you. Yeah, when I was unemployed, it was great because it was free. But like when I started making an income again, then yeah, there could be. And that's the thing about Planned Parenthood is that there are costs associated with it if it since it is income based. Now, you also can look to see in your area if there are free testing clinics. One of the things that I really am thankful for, especially for living in a big city like L.A., is there are, I assume, government funded. There are free clinics like if you live in LA, there's one called AHF. That's Alpha Hotel Foxtrot. And that one's great because they do chlamydia, gonorrhea, HIV, and syphilis, which are the main ones, for free. They, and I'd, they do oral and rectal swabbing. That was one thing I was going to say. If you're going to a lot of sex parties, I highly recommend you start doing oral swabs. Mm-hmm. Um, highly doubt many of you are having anal at sex parties, but it can happen. But you should be using a condom. But with oral, most people are not using protection. So, because it, it, obviously it's just not as fun. So I highly, highly, highly recommend that you do the oral swabbing before or whenever you get tested around sex parties. So I did that last time. There was And the oral swab was really quick. So, and that one tests for chlamydia and gonorrhea. So, so AHF yeah. stands for AIDS Healthcare Foundation, a nonprofit. Yeah. And you can get PrEP there too if you need it, which mm-hmm. is nice for HIV prevention. And I don't know, I don't know if there are other AHFs in other cities, but like I said, what I really like about AHF, it's completely free, even though they ask you if you have insurance, they don't like take that info and like run it for to charge or anything. Um, they do the oral and the rectal swabs if you really feel like you need that. And the testing for that five panel is free. So only downside is you do have to wait in line, which when I went, I only waited about an hour. I think, Kami, you went and it was a little Honestly, bit Honestly, the first time, the first time I went, I waited maybe 10 minutes. It and just then, depends on like what time of day you go. Exactly. And, and then that's the, going to vary for everyone. The last time I went, I waited like, yeah, an hour. It was a lot busier. I think but. you and I forget that we both work from home or at least we have for the past, you know, couple of years. So like when I needed to get STD tested before, like I would, you know, go at like 2 p.m. in between a meeting real quick because it took, what, 15 minutes and then I was done. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it, you know, it can depend on your schedule as well. Now. But, The last option, of course, is many of you, if you're employed and you have insurance, you can go to your doctor. But not all insurances cover all 
if it's types. anything, yeah, if it's anything I can advise you on before you go get tested at your own personal physician's office, look to see what kind of coverage you have. B, look to see like what the cost schedule is for some of these tests because I've literally, and I've told this story on the pod before, I in college one time was getting my women's check, my pap smear, my yearly pap smear, and my my OBGYN was like, oh, okay, you're sexually active. Do you want to do this test? And I, you know, at the time, like I wasn't very well versed on like what STDs were. I was like 20 or not even 20. I was like 18 anyways. And she was like, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. So she takes this swab, sticks it up my vagina, circle, circle, takes it out, does a test. I get an angry phone call from my mother like two weeks later. And she was like, what the fuck is this $900 test you took? insurance paid for 800 of it but she still had my mom had to still pay a hundred dollars out of pocket and it was nine hundred dollars for what and that's the thing is and especially coming from i used to work in healthcare. i know how some insurance companies work some insurances will pay you know if you get your std testing done at your doctor's your doctor could charge or through that insurance it's going to cost like them 30 bucks but then uh, you know that whole schedule, the whole price could be like a total of 1300 So that's my only warning is with insurance, be very careful because absolutely they milk every single fucking dime they can. I had, when I had my job, my insurance, I think it was United Healthcare. I can't remember what plane it was or whatever, but it was considered preventative. So when I went and got checked, it was covered both times and that included HPV, which was nice. Uh, whenever I did my pap smears so but it was only once a year that they could do it preventative so like as someone that likes to get tested probably on average about four times a year you know that only covered one so then the other times I usually go use the stdcheck.com website or now I just use AHF because it's free so I mean all in all to say like there are a lot of options and don't be afraid to explore whatever they may be at the end of the day STDs are a part of life obviously they're not fun and you want to like avoid them as much as you can and I think one of the best ways to do that is just to like be proactive yeah and get tested often and make sure that you're you know having conversations and using condoms and for anyone that like like I, I will happily admit I have had chlamydia. I was young. It happened. I took care of it. I think I, I went to Planned Parenthood, got my meds, whatever. And like, I think people are a little, sometimes I just, when I read through some of the messages or when I read through some of the things that I see people comment about STDs, and I'm like, do you have any idea about any of this shit? Like research it. And I think like, for example, for me, when I researched like more about herpes, for example, and like, you know, a lot of the things that they're doing with HIV, like it makes it seem a lot less scary, especially if you're very proactive about it. Like I always use condoms with new partners until we get to a point where we feel comfortable between testing and like understanding everyone's, you know, regimen of like then removing condoms. If you're proactive about it, like then it just it doesn't seem as scary. Yeah. And there's no fucking shame in testing. I'm going to say that one more time until people understand that there is no shame in it. Cadence, now that's a great conversation. I feel like if you are single, you are sexually active. If you have one to two new partners a month, I personally, so if you are single, if you are maybe in, you know, having sex with one to two new partners a month and whether you're using protection or not, I mean, hopefully you are, but I understand, you know, sometimes you might have that conversation and be like, oh, I don't want to, anyways, I would say get tested every three months. Yeah. 
Every at three, minimum. At minimum. Yeah. At minimum, get if you're sexually active and single and you are introducing a part, you know, new partners, however often in a month or two month, three month time span, go get tested every three months. Just do it for the sake of even if you're like, oh, you know what? I'm single and I've been seeing this person and I've only been, you know, they're the only one that I've been sleeping with. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. If y'all are not in a relationship, you never know. And I know you're, you know, like maybe you had the talk and they're like, oh, yeah, you're the only person I'm sleeping with, too. Like, sure. But they're probably not going to tell you about the one night stand that they had on Friday. So exactly. Go and for it. that one night yeah. stand, who did they fuck? Did they use condoms? Like, there's just so many factors that go into it. And obviously, there's no shame in your game. If you want to go hoe around, that's fine. Just go be a safe hoe and get tested. So every three months, I would say is a great cadence. Now, if you are in the lifestyle, if you're non-monogamous, if you are actively attending sex parties and actively having sex with multiple people, and perhaps every month you're introducing more than two partners, new partners a month, even if you are using condoms, let's say, I don't know, it's April and you went to two different sex parties and you hooked up with, you know, one person at one party, but then three people at another maybe get tested monthly yeah up that cadence when you're introducing more more new partners and keep in mind like i would say for if you're going to parties and like maybe you're just doing a lot of oral or you're hooking up with condoms but you know you're kissing like keep in mind like if you want to avoid the blood draws you could just go and get tested just do the oral and the urine sample for uh chlamydia and gonorrhea like around the time of parties because you know if you are being safe then then those are kind of like the main ones to worry about. So I don't know. I just think at the end of the day, it's better to be proactive about it. And, you know, in the last couple of years, especially as I've been more active and in the lifestyle and everything, like I've definitely upped my practices and my cadence. And it makes me feel like more reassured and safe and everything. Last but not least, if you are married, if you're monogamous, if you have had the same partner for the last five years, I don't care. Go get tested once a year. The CDC technically recommends once a year for monogamous couples. Exactly. It's like you should still be doing it. You never know. Just go check. Yeah. And if everyone's throwing shame or anything like, oh, why do you, why are you going to go get tested? Just be like, because I want to be safe. Thanks. And also one thing to keep in mind, and you know, this comes up in the topic of herpes. If you've never had a cold sore for example you know like or ever had a sore like on your mouth or on your uh, genital area and you've never gotten tested for herpes and then you know for the first time in 10 years you go to a full blood tan full blood panel at stdcheck.org and suddenly you have antibodies for hsv1 or hsv2 you can have it without ever ha- showing a sore a b your parents can pass it down c uh, a lot more people have it than they think they do. And a lot of times people have the antibodies and they don't realize it because they've never had a sore, but in reality, they're there. So exactly. it's not something to freak out over. I That one is the one that just always bothers me because everyone just blows the fuck up. And I mean, at the end of the day, it was just because they were trying to get antivirals to sell more back in the 70s. So they suddenly make it made it an epidemic when really like a lot of people have herpes and it's a skin condition and like... Uh, it's just it's still something that I think could be very manageable yeah I mean at the end of the day the the best thing to do is just like educate yourself on STDs be proactive about your own personal testing and then just yeah be kind to yourself and others yep I know or who was it Ashley 
uh, I read on her stories the other day that she just moved to Northern California and she was she was disclosing her herpes status to someone before like hooking up and I guess their reaction was very shameful and that was to me is just sad you don't need to make someone feel shitty about something they happen to be very proactive about and very safe about and you know do the best that they can with and so it's like just people annoy me now if anyone wants to know what it was like to have chlamydia um (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) it burns when you pee (laughs) and it itched a lot and i just that can also be a urinary tract infection that's true too. And oh, but I, but my discharge was like kind of that greenish color. That's what's that's oh, when I was okay. like, oh, I should probably go get like, this yeah. checked. And sometimes, guys, just remember if you're having symptoms of something before you go on Google and freak the fuck out, just go to a clinic, a doctor, whatever, to and consult with them first. That is true. Cup and figure out what the fuck's like, going on. For a UTI, for example, even yeast infections can have very similar symptoms to to STDs. So it's like you never really know until you go get checked out. Yeah. Another thing that really sucks is um, HPV is one that like that one I know for sure. Technically, HPV, the body will naturally clear it most of the time. But there are certain strains that are more dangerous than others. And for women, they can cause like cervical cancers and such and i think that's why they recommend doing the pap smears as often as they well i think what is it every three to five years Mm -hmm. and that's to help check for that to make sure that like you know none of those strains have taken hold i don't know if that's the word but anyways but anyways guys i hope you enjoyed this episode on std checking std testing and just the different ways you can do it perhaps a cadence you should consider based on your level of sexual activity in your life and also what makes sense for you financially. Again, we're not doctors, but... Uh, Yeah, we're not doctors, but, you know, we have been doing testing for quite some time now. I just got tested the other day because we were both... We were going to a sex party where they required the testing to be within two weeks, which I really did like that. And I think two weeks is a fair amount of time. If you're hosting a party and you want to require testing, I say give people at least... I like the two-week window, even though someone was like, well, a lot can happen in two weeks, which is true. Yeah, but some parties are like, oh, have you gotten tested within the last three months, which a lot can happen in three months. So like... But I think two weeks is a fair time to be like in a in a safe range while also giving people like enough time because like you have to go get tested you have to wait for results yeah all of that like if you're expecting people to have like you know a five-day fresh std test like chances are that's not going to happen for the play party so like if you're looking to host your own shindig i think it's really cool when hosts say hey you know we would love it if you'd get tested within a two-week time frame and um i think that's i think really two nice. to four weeks is fair yeah two to four weeks um, is fair anything anyways, after four weeks is too long anything sooner than two weeks is kind of a tight squeeze yep it's just your daily reminder there's no shame in getting tested and actually you for health reasons everyone should Mm -hmm. so love y'all we'll see you next week yep wear condoms or if you're not wearing condoms you know then get tested and be sharing those results with everybody proactively 